Hello, mamas, and welcome back. Today is season two, episode four. I hope you've been enjoying all of episode or season one, excuse me, and everything that we've been bringing to you for season two. Uh, it is such a privilege and honor to be with you today and really wrapping up our first month of 2023. What an incredible and amazing time of the year. It's such a great accomplishment that we've been able to complete one of 12 months for 2023. And really today's episode is about focusing on holding yourself accountable so that you can attain all those goals and inspirations that you're looking forward to experiencing this year. And then also, why do we need a spiritual community? Why is this so important? And so I remember when I took um, Life Mastery and even um, um, other classes with Tony Robbins, part of, of human nature is to belong to a tribe. Like we are still very much um, having like that healthy relationship with one another is so important for us as a community, as a species to thrive. And so one of the things that um, a lot of people sometimes are curious about is you know maybe they don't have the best family ties or maybe they don't have the best group of friends but they really want to feel like they belong somewhere and sometimes um, we see in our lives that this need to belong somewhere can sometimes take a person astray and they're willing to do whatever that click or that group of people are doing just so that they don't feel that loneliness anymore. And believe it or not, ladies, this doesn't just happen to young people. It doesn't just happen to people going through like that social developmental age, but it also happens to older people. Now, personally, I have seen women well into their 60s, even in their 70s, something big happens in their life, like their partner passes away or they... um they get a separation or a divorce and they're on their own. And that need to feel like you are part of something is so strong that in in my case, I have seen women really go outside of their comfort zones and outside of the realm of, let's just put it like good for them zones. And just because they, they didn't want to be alone. And so for me, when I started thinking about, wow, what can I do? What can I do to help so many moms? I realized that there's so many different stages that we go through in life. You know, we first start off as children and then we grow up and we become parents. You know, we become professionals, career driven. Maybe we wanted to start a business, whatever it is. And then our identity as moms are such a big part of us that when we feel our children don't need us anymore or they're growing out of that phase of wanting to have you around, sometimes um, that could lead to traps, right? And so really, when we have this spiritual community, it's a community that whether your children are young or older, it's a community that you can really tap into to um, refill your cup when it comes to uh, friendship, when it comes to camaraderie, when it comes to finding something in common with other people your age. That is so important. 
And um, I, I find that when people have those kinds of relationships in their life, those healthy boundaries, healthy relationships with other adults in their life, that they tend to be a lot more satisfied. They tend to be a lot more happy with their alone time. Like they appreciate it. They value their alone time because it's not always alone and it's not always socializing. So a healthy dose of both alone time and social time is very important. And um, one of the things that I learned with Tony Robbins is spirituality is such an important part of our human drive, our human needs. So he talks about um, the human needs, right? And one of the areas is we need spirituality. We need to grow as a spirit. We need to grow as the soul and Sometimes in my uh, in my personal experience, sometimes I would feel such a cold emptiness inside of me when I didn't have a spiritual community, when I didn't have a spiritual practice. Yes, I knew how to read the Bible. Yes, I had a Bible, but I didn't find that community to belong to, right? Or a community, not just so much to belong to, but somewhere where I can talk about my ideas like hey I understood this or whatever and I didn't have that I didn't have a community of like-minded people and so when I found my calling my spiritual calling in my path I loved my time with people in my community because some of the questions that I had the curiosities that I have when we would meditate together those moments are treasured and they become such a part of you that you don't want to ever book anything else during those times. Like you, you really think about it hard when you say, well, should I go today or should I not go today? And um, what I noticed is both my husband and I, we both have the same spiritual community. And anytime that they need anything, we will, even if we had something else planned, you know, we will uh, make sure that we we prioritize properly and when the time and the resources are available and our our help or our service is needed we are there every single time we can be there it is that important to us we these people have become like an extended part of our life and an extended part of our family that it makes us feel so good inside when we are asked to serve or when we are asked to help and so when we have that I noticed that that cold emptiness that I used to feel, especially in the middle of the night, it would not let me sleep. It was kind of like the source of insomnia for me in some days. Now, it's been about 13 years that we've been a part of this community. That feeling is gone. That coldness, that emptiness, that loneliness is gone. And so when we're able to do and become part of a spiritual community, have a spiritual practice that allows us to connect with something much greater than ourselves and that you truly do feel so humbled in the presence of this, um, of this presence, of this energy, then you realize so many things about yourself, so many things about life that otherwise are just so hard to to grasp and understand 
when you don't have that capability of awareness. So really, find a good spiritual tribe. Find a good spiritual group that allows you to not be manipulated or controlled, but allows you the freedom to explore, to experience, to be able to really manifest yourself spiritually um, and without any judgment or bias or prejudice. Does that make sense? I, I have really found that freedom in my community and I am deeply grateful every single day for the past 13 years to have been guided and to have found this community. Um, I don't know what my life would be like without them. So I, if, if ever I could be of service or if ever I can show my, my deep appreciation, I'm there. And I hope that you find a community like that as well. No matter where it is, no matter what religion, what faith, what background, what um, belief system, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we're all trying to connect with that divine source, that divine self that is guiding life, that is guiding the planet, humanity, and all of creation. So good job on you. Pick your path. And uh, continue and become part of the community. Don't just become a lone ranger in that. And so when it comes to checking in with your goals, now that we've talked about your spiritual path, we talked a little bit about it last time. Now that you have checked in with your goals, now it's really time to check in for your monthly checkup. So how did you do? How was week one? Did you reach your goals? How was week two? How did you do physically? How did you do mentally? Were you journaling? Were you reading? Did you finish the book that you started? How are you doing? What were the biggest challenges that you faced during the month of January? What did you discover? Uh, were, did you discover any negative self-talk when it came to journaling? Any old beliefs or fears? I remember sharing in the last episode the fear of journaling, right? Because somebody might have read it and it, I wouldn't have had my privacy. Did you find something like that in yourself too something that was holding you back from journaling before and then another thing to check in is it working for you is having a dump journal and having a happy journal working for you do you like to be able to separate the things that are not so good and happening in your life that you're journaling about from the things that you are grateful for because if something's not working, no matter how many times you try it, if it's not working because it's truly not in alignment with you, then it's okay to drop it and pick up something else, right? And if it isn't working for you because you haven't yet made the decision to do it, then that is an incredibly great opportunity to dig in and find out why. What is holding you back? Why can you not commit to it? What is there that is preventing you from moving forward? Are you afraid? Are you being too precautious? Are you trying to protect yourself from something? Or maybe you think it won't work for you. So when we start to do these internal reflections or inner reflections, what you're really doing is you're doing self-study. You are studying who you are and who you want to become.
And it's very simple when my daughters were like, well, how do you do this inner reflection stuff? Uh, I remember one of my daughters, she was, she's a big observer. She loves to observe people. And she would say, oh, mom, you know, there's this really cute guy in school and he's like this and like that. And whenever the teacher asks him something, he kind of like plays around with his ear and you can tell he's nervous or when he doesn't know the answer, he um, touches his nose a lot, you know, different things. She's noticing all of these things about him. And I said, oh, so you like to observe. Hmm, Interesting. I said, you know, if you took the time to observe yourself, like, oh my gosh, some, right now the teacher's asking me to write a question on the board and then solve it. Um, how am I acting? Am I, you know, twirling my fingers? Am I stuttering? Am I biting the inside of my cheek? Am I starting to sweat? What kind of thoughts are going through my mind? And you start to understand how you react under certain circumstances. That's inner reflection. And what's interesting is whenever she would say something like, oh, this boy, this, this, and that, it would go on for weeks and weeks. And then all of a sudden, one day she would come home and say, you know that boy I was talking to you about? Well, I think it's time I let him go. And I would say, really? And it's not like they had been talking. She's, this is all like exterior. She's just noticing the boy, never even said hello to the boy. She's just looking from afar. And she said, yeah, I noticed him today in class and the teacher was asking him questions about a work that we had to do. And he just kept saying, I don't know, I don't know. And I got the feeling that he really didn't care about his grades and he doesn't really care about class. And, you know, one of the things that is really important to me is that the person that I like and that I give a chance to, they have to care about their education as much as I do. And the other day I saw him and he was like flexing and looking at himself and yes he has a nice body he works out a lot but when it came to his education and when it came to classwork it wasn't a priority and I thought to myself and I said wow what an incredible reflection that you just had and like magic she was just able to drop the kid like drop the crush let it go and move on and she was able to replicate that two more times after that with two different boys. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. That is such a great thing to have. It's such a great tool to develop because even though she's using that to quantify and qualify people that she wants to uh, allow around her life, then it's something that she can use internally. She just needs to turn the mirror around and start looking at herself. And she already has the tools and she's already confident about how to use them that when it comes to fixing herself and fixing some things in life, she will be able to uh, use those same skills. So here's our opportunity. How are we doing in the month of January? How did we do? And I hope that you take the time to just write if you're very proud of yourself, very proud of the things you were able to accomplish in January, write that down in your happy journal. If there were things that you didn't like, there were things that you think maybe you could have done better, write that in the dump journal. Allow that to go there. But make a point in your happy journal. These are the things I want to focus on a little bit more come the next few weeks of February. And then from there, you can watch yourself grow into a more vibrant, more loving, more happy and prosperous person in the months to come. So if you have any questions, 
please stop by our website, tenderloveandselfcare.com. Get, write us an email at tenderlove, uh, sorry, <laughs> tenderloveandselfcare at gmail.com, uh, where you can just let me know how you're doing. Let me know on this episode how it is that you're doing. If there's any questions that you have that I can maybe clarify a little bit on, then I'm more than willing to share. And until next time, my name is Sarai. Thank you so much for sharing our podcast and for helping us grow and for helping grow the community. You are so appreciated. Have a wonderful day.